Charmed and Bubbly. So here we are for season two, episode 12, recapping the Charmed episode Awakened, which I don't know when it aired because I forgot to look it up. But anyway, (laughs) synopsis. When Piper contracts a life-threatening virus that leaves her in intensive care and to save her life and to try to save her life, Prue and Phoebe cast an awakening spell. However, since the spell is used for personal gain, the sisters can no longer sleep and Piper's sickness spreads into an epidemic as a direct consequence. Meanwhile, Prue quits her job at Buckland's and Phoebe enrolls in university. I think I'm out of practice. <laughs> that was horribly read, <laughs> but you get the gist. All right. So I told I didn't have my chocolate. I said I needed chocolate for this episode. I didn't have any chocolate. I'm suffering now. <laughs> oh my God, your face. You had, okay, I know you have a lot. We didn't even discuss it after. We literally ran to the microphone. So I don't even know what you're thinking. You did have a giant outburst in the middle of it, <laughs> which might need to be addressed. This episode is very difficult for me to watch at all times, but you go ahead first. <laughs> where, where are you okay, thinking? So tell me first why. Like, is it the the nuances of like epidemic? Is that is that a trigger point? Is it seeing Piper suffer and die? What is what I is think it's point? that and it's also is more real. So it's not like it's not a demon that's hurting her. It's mm-hmm. real life. It's a real thing that could happen in real life. So that's, that's what gets me. Her acting. She did an amazing her acting job. when yes. she faints like that looks like a like she does when she's acting sick in the bed. Mm-hmm. She looks sick. Like yeah. her the way she talks, the way she inflects, the way it's yeah. amazing acting for yeah. sure. It is definitely one of Holly's like I mean she's strong in all of them, but it's one of her strongest for sure yeah, so that part was like crappy to watch i think of everybody's performance i think hers was just just speaking you know uh, of conveying this like uh sick scene or like weakness and you know all mm-hmm. the, the things to go with it she did a really good job i think that was where i was really captivated by the episode yeah. was because like she she portrayed it very well yes um i would agree with that it is captivating in that way because she does she kind of sucks you in because she's so good yes at what she does yes so totally agree there what else about this episode is that it for you um i think it's just a lot of it is a lot of strong emotions it's a lot of I actually, the ending, I, I really love the ending, though. And I, yeah. I, I, but it is, I mean, it, it's just a lot going on, and it's a lot of strong emotions at all. It's sisters thinking they're going to lose their sister, and then it's Leo, who you think isn't saving her. So you're like, crap, this guy that's, you know, I mean, granted, she's pushed him around a bit and gone off with another guy, but you're just like, this guy really isn't going to save her. Like, this one that loves her more than anything is really not going to do it. So it's like, you have this, like, you're losing faith in everything. And in the end, I, I mean, I do love the ending because you do have faith where he does save her when he does risk it all to save her. And then at the very end, when he says, you know, now that I'm mortal, I'm fighting for you and may the best man. I mean, that part right there, like, that's just, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, it's just, it's a hard, I think it's because it's so realistic in a way that it's something that could happen in real life. It's just, and it's not... It's not demon, because the demon, it takes you more... I think that's it. I think it's because the supernatural stuff kind of takes you out of life. Mm-hmm. And this is doesn't... This is not an escape episode. This feels very real life. Did you did you feel the like the sterile environment of the hospital? Like, did you get that? Like, I mean, they really tried very hard yeah. to show that the 
that the uh, hospital like a vibe was very I mean like sterile not only oh, yeah. in cleanliness but like the just people? so well I mean even the gosh. doctor I mean Phoebe says it too and he does it's like god this guy has no bedside manner he's all business he's all I mean he's very much the doctor the research doctor he's very mm-hmm. much the one that just wants to solve he thinks about it. he's trying to figure out how to solve cure things but he's definitely not someone that is really there to care about the human it's more all about figuring things out for him right the whole thing they were so detached from their patients and then when they're like locked in the room and they're just like we can't hear you like they just like sorry lock them in a room and he's very mad at them like he gets really angry Mm -hmm. with them and he doesn't know they're which like what does he really think he's like what aren't you telling me like what do you really think guy like what do you think because what is he thinking in that moment? I think there was a lot of symbolism with that, but we can talk about that later. So I'm interested to know what the symbolism is. Um, but, all right, so what are you... <laughs> you did have your outburst when I was not expecting it. Um, also, I know you were very quiet. I think this is the quietest we've ever been watching one of these episodes, because usually there's a lot more, like, outbursts or comments made or giggling or something. But this was a very, like, engrossed in the episode, thinking... Yeah. There's, I have a lot to say, but I'm, I'm compartmentalizing. I'm trying to, okay, well, let's, let's talk about minor leaguer there, Jack. Uh, he's finally, he's finally done, I think, right? Like yeah. We, yeah. We, this we is broke your, up with Jack. This is your, is, this is good for you. Yes. This is your last yes. Jack episode ever. Let me just <laughs> no start. More Jack for you. I'm really excited about that. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Like I was so irritated with him the first five seconds he's talking in he, this episode. I think episode. he's the most irritating in this episode and maybe it is because he's trying to tell her like just ignore it. Just ignore yeah. that I'm this per- Just ignore that it's not right. Ignore that that's what gets me. All along I'm okay with him until this episode. I'm like yes break up with him please go away. <laughs> he's so grotesquely superficial and he's so I mean, he's piggish in this episode. And the fact when she goes to hug, especially in the scene, she's coming from the hospital. We don't know what's, you know, Piper's still in the hospital. We don't know what's wrong. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. And she cries and he hugs her and he pulls away. And he's like, I'm like, just hug her. Like, you don't have to say, oh, I get so mad at him in that scene. Like, just hug the crying girl. It's all you need to do, dude. You don't have to be this guy that always has to say something. I was happy. I was happy he let her go because... I mean, his previous, like, you know, vile, crude, kind of just gross. Like, it was just, he was so misplaced in this episode. I just couldn't, I couldn't. I mean, they're definitely playing off. Yes. Jack is done. I mean, yeah. they want they want the audience to be over it. They want that. They want Prue to be done, and they want the audience to be done. That is definitely a vibe in this episode. And it, I picked up on that. Like, it was just, and she had matured. And she was even, you know, appalled by him. And so I think, you know, the flirty playfulness that was finally over. Like, it was just, yeah. I'm just glad well, that that's and over. I said it, and granted, I've seen it, so I know she says this, but I've said it before that he made her feel wanted. She says it in that scene. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what he's been the whole time. He's just made her feel wanted, made her feel like she can be loved, made her feel like someone's going to want her after she's lost this love that she's had all her life. But is that okay is that okay just to have, like, the in-betweener, you know? I think it's okay. I think, yes, I think it's okay. I I think it's not okay if you tell this person, oh, I want, you know, somebody's like, I want to marry you and we're going to stay together forever if it's an in-betweener. But I, I think it's okay to have an in-betweener. Really? And I don't feel like they were ever 
I mean, he was hanging, he seems like he's hanging on in the end, but I don't think they were ever like, we're going to be forever. They they even said, they're like, this is just what we are for now. I don't know. I don't know how I you feel about that. You don't think it's okay? That. No, I don't know how I feel about that. And I, maybe it's because of my own personal views about like love and the experience of love. And I, I realize not every love lasts forever. I get that. But... I, I guess, you know, the cheapening component of Jack is what I can't get over. Like, I think going from, like, this beautiful love that Prue discovered to an in-betweener who was so cheap, I don't, I don't know. It, it doesn't fit for me. He doesn't but, fit for me. Like, I don't see how he made her feel wanted. I think he just made her feel objectified. Like, because that was always the thing. Like, all of his banter, all of his oh, yeah. joke, all of his... You know, she was an object of desire. And that was it the whole time. It wasn't like... I would have felt objectified by him. I, I wouldn't have felt wanted. I wouldn't have felt beautiful. I wouldn't have felt needed or special. I would have felt like a piece of ass. Because that's how he talked to her. Like, the entire time. The funny story thing is Jack. about that is, is they never had sex. I mean, he even says, exactly. don't you ever think about me. And so I see it in the fact that he made her laugh. They had fun together. She knew she didn't want him forever. It was just a fun... I think someone making you feel special, even if maybe it's not the way you envision forever special, but I think someone making you feel special at some points is going to make you feel better and when you've lost. But also, going to the fact about the love. So you said not every love lasts forever. Do you think every love should last forever? Mm, no. I think that's the thing. Like, this was meant... I didn't even think it was love. It was very much just like, this wasn't love. This was just a thing to have fun and get over something in your life. It was just something to get her from point... Like, it's this point between the point she needs to be in. It's this lull that she needed to get through, and he was the one that kind of helped her get through it. But let me qualify that statement a little bit. Because what he had for her wasn't love. No. You see? And so, you know, I think the effect of love lasts forever but the source of the love might not so once somebody has been loved that impression stays with them yeah i do think any relationship changes a person so i mean if it's love if it's if it's you know love in the sense that it is selfless it's giving it's healing it's rejuvenating it's empowering that you will never be the same after feeling the impact of that love but the source of that love is not obligated to be with you forever and i don't think i think each love with each person is very different i don't think every love is going to rejuvenate i think some loves aren't going to rejuvenate and i think yes they'll change you but i don't think they're going to be forever there Mm, i guess you're right i mean maybe well can love can love in the sense of what love does for a person if it doesn't rejuvenate and restore you or make you whole can it can it do the opposite can it break you yes. can it ruin you yes it can love do love yes is that <laughs> so a love can destroy you yes. no yes no a love can destroy you if it's not reciprocated but that's not is it that is. love it's love one side just... unrequited love it's per, it's the person who's giving that love that's destroying themselves. It's not yeah. the source of the love. It's, but yeah, but love can it? love can destroy someone if they have an unrequited love and they drive themselves no, mad over it. I don't think. But that's not the love. Then that's that is the the desire, the need, the projection of the other person. But it's, it's not love as its form. Let's just say 
Leo is love, for example. Okay. Okay. I mean, he endured the pain of unrequited love, but his love was still rejuvenating, restoring. Well, now he experienced the pain. (laughs) He experienced the pain, but the source of his, but you know, the the message of his love was still very fulfilling for Piper. I'm having I'm having a hard time separate. Well, no, I think I'm not having a hard time. I think I have thoroughly separated love as an action versus, you know, the love that people have as a feeling. I don't think love as an action causes pain. I think the feeling that we harbor with love and those expectations and those projections are the source of our pain. Love in its purest form without anything extra going into Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I don't think that can hurt you. I think ever, but I think love that it turns into in society and life and everything else that gets put into it. Yes, I think it can. Sure. Different narratives that go with it. I get that. Okay, so here's here's my my couple of things, right? Okay. So are we we, getting to why? We finally yeah, (laughs) we finally get rid of Jack, right? And you know his. Yes. He is not, he didn't have love and she didn't have love. No, I, I don't was, feel like was, this. There is no love. The re, the relationship I don't think was necessarily. I think she had appreciation for him. Appreciation And I think good. he had appreciation for her. I don't think, you know, it was, there was love. necessarily restorative for her. I think time restored her. But we could, we could play with that a little bit. But here we yeah. have now. Time helps everything. Yes. Right? So, yes. Yeah. But we have this thing with like Dan. Right. And Leo now. Okay. And I just need to like... Yes. I need to take a breath before I get into the the Dan disappointment. Because okay. he is disappointing Dan now. Disappointing Dan. And the moment you said it, like he didn't even do have a moment to do anything. And you already were disappointed at him. Totally. And I don't know why. Totally. So I have this thing about authenticity, right? And I have this thing about when, when times are tested, you get to see the most authentic side of somebody. For sure. Okay. So the the scene where I had my outburst is where Dan sees Piper for the first time. In a coma. In a coma, laying there, and he's by the doorway, and he just has a look of horror on his face. And that was it. Well, he had the look of horror when the guy said, when she said, is she going to, when Phoebe said, is it going to be okay? And he says, only if she comes out of the coma. That's when he has the look of horror. And where did I, at what point did I... Then curse when, him out. Okay. But that's the face he makes when the doctor says she's only gonna make it if she comes out of the coma. So he then gets, that's the look of her. He didn't give her the look of her for lying in the bed. He was. Li- <laughs> she's laying there. He walks in and he's. I mean, he has this expression. And then the doctor says it. And then the look of horror comes. And to me, if there was some authentic, true feeling that this is the love of your life what are you gonna do and before you even hear that she's in a coma when you see that love of your life if you are not affected by it in that moment you don't think garbage. he was affected no. i think he was totally affected no. in that he moment. was looking at it like wow she's laying there damn <laughs> i mean that was what i saw wow well they yeah and then okay. and then he's like coma can, can and he's we... like Oh shit, that was bad. That he happened. made like a face, like, oh snap. Oh my god. This is about to get heavy. That's what his face no, was to me. Wasn't. Now look, <laughs> now look, this is how I feel like he like, didn't even get a chance <laughs> to go in the room. Hold He's on. There. He doesn't know what's going this on. This is how I feel. This is how I feel like I've got Dan pegged. Because let's fast forward, right? He's holding her hand. 
He's not broken. He's doing what he has to do. This is, I think, is Dan. He's always checking the box of doing what he has to do, right? Like the good guy perception. He he's gonna go ahead and check that box. So then when the woman who's supposed to be the love of his life utters Leo, what happens to Dan? He freezes. He disappears. Disappearing down. But how hard would that be? I don't. Oh my god, she was in a coma. I don't even know. She was asleep. She was dreaming. No, I know. She was fighting for life, and he took it like, oh man, she doesn't like me anymore. No, I think he just was so just distraught. I mean, that's a lot. So selfish. I just feel like, so I mean, okay. I feel like I can't stand it's that. a lot. How much would that be to take for somebody to think the person is dying? She, he, she's dead, basically. Are you then, joking with me right now? Are you <laughs> kidding me? Okay. I just feel like it's overwhelming. How selfish. I think anyone would be overwhelmed in that moment. Like, I, I don't even think it's no, selfish. He's but so selfish. But what I think is selfish, so that moment I think he's justified in his emotions because that's a lot going on are you kidding me right now well we don't get to see what happens she's fighting for her life she is she's willingly sacrificing herself for he doesn't know any of this exactly (laughs) exactly he doesn't know any of that so all he knows is a crazy ugly virus from south america is taking over the love of his life supposedly there's quotation marks here okay If you really love somebody, okay, if you really love somebody, then, you know, there is the risk that they're not going to love you in the same way, right? And as a result of that, if it's true, pure love, you take that risk knowing that it could be, it could be just, just coming from you. But his selfish, petty ass was like, (gasps) she's fighting for her life. And she says, Leo and not Dan. And that arrogant (laughs) S.O.B., Okay, there, I said it. That arrogant, into- I mean, it was disgusting. That was not authentic. Okay. All right. I okay. can't can stand him now. We're done, okay. Dan. So, okay, we're done. Okay, so he missed everything. Basically, he show- He thinks Piper's fine, right? He's like, okay, she's good, she's fine. And then he shows up in the hospital, and when he walks in, she is now dying. Like, he has none of the, oh my God. He has none of the time that they all have to, like, figure out what it- happened. He's just like, oh, my gosh, she's dying. How is this happening? What is happening? And then he's just confused and sat, and, and then she wakes up and says, like, he's just like, that's a no. lot of emotion for one no. person to take. We're him. giving him too much license here, okay? I want you to think about this. Put this put this into perspective okay you are laying there and I see my friend laying there and I walk into the doorway and you know even if like you're playing peekaboo with one eye just to see who's in attendance I'm the look on my face just seeing you laid laying there with like gadgets and beeping machines and respirate I'm gonna crumble because even if you're like you know taking a head count like you're gonna get a Christmas card and you're gonna get a Christmas card and oh my god she's crying oh she god. gets a birthday card whatever oh it is god. even if like you're playing around my my reaction is not contingent upon what is happening to you internally it is what I see and what I see is there she is laying with all the like robot gadgets hooked up to her and it's making me really sad. So I would crumble in that moment, okay? Because that's a genuine feeling when you see somebody you love, there, helpless. That's part one. Part two is you finally come to and the first name you say is Truffle. <laughs> okay? Truffle. I am not going to it's sit there and be favorite. like... <laughs> 
how dare she? I've stayed by her bedside day in and day out. And she says the name of her beloved truffle. <laughs> I would say, thank God you've come through, my friend. I'm so glad you're okay. Oh, by the way, Truffle hasn't been here, <laughs> but I have. <laughs> truffle wasn't here the entire okay. time. That uh, damn dog. You know, I'm not going to go ahead and hold the party foul against you because I'm just glad that you're here because I love you oh so much. And, you know, I'd like to share some of that limelight so with Truffle. What I was going to say is I think, okay, just in that moment, I think he's justified and he's like, blah. I think that's more yeah. of what it is. But... What I do find it is that he is not there is the fact when she's now healthy and she's alive and he's not with her every second, like, oh my God, you're survived. Because she says, have you, have you talked? Have you heard from him? Have you done? So that means that, okay, this person who you thought was dead that you supposedly love so much is now alive and you're not wanting to be there every second with her. Um, Because that would be me being like, I'm mm going to be here like every second because now I'm... I almost lost you. So I'm going to be like stuck to you like glue. This is where Janine and I are different, my friends. This is it, right? (laughs) Because she's like, everybody gets credit for being a good person in some way. And no, no. I didn't say he gets credit. He was petty. His lack of authenticity came. He he failed the character test, my friends. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. He does not. He does not live up to the man that he was trying to project and therefore, Jackie has voted him off of Lover's well, Island. I, I do not love him that anymore. That he has major jealousy issues. I've said that all along. Petty. And yeah. Yes. He does. Yes. And that is a major yes. fault of that Dan. Is. 100%. That and it is. came out strong. But I still say that's a lot of emotion for one person to take oh in that God. moment. But that is that is the test right there. It is when, you know, emotions are raw that you get to see but somebody. Like, but I I'm do, a complete ass. I, well, I can't manage my thing. emotions. Is that like, I, I do can't. stupid, st- like, it's like, I do stupid stuff when I'm really upset. I don't know if my reaction is always going to match what I'm feeling. Okay, let's explore that for a little <laughs> bit. Because now I feel like this, okay, so... Do you have an example of that? I don't, I don't want to put well, words in your mouth. I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm not great in big situations. I feel like I get all stuck up or I don't say the right thing or do the right thing. Okay, or I get that. I am, what's going on on my face or what I'm physically showing is not actually what's internally feeling. Yeah, so I get that. So when I'm feeling super vulnerable... Right? Yeah, and, and I that's feel like my vulnerability. What he was, he was moment. not vulnerable. Was. She was laying down. Yes, he was fine. Okay, he was not vulnerable at that moment. That's baloney. <laughs> I'm not gonna give him a pass. I'm not. But here, here it is. Okay, when I'm feeling super vulnerable, when you know my heart is like on my sleeve or I've offered it to somebody and I'm like, you know, you've got all my love, and you're in that very vulnerable situation, right? And then you feel like there's a threat, right? Here's my heart and it's about to not be reciprocated or you feel like somebody's taking it for whatever the situation may be, right? My reaction is to go ultra cool. Yeah. Completely cool, right? Whatever, do you? I don't care. Right. It's so neither here, here nor there. Right, so you on a TV show looking like that. Okay, you, you but that wasn't... You don't think someone... Well, yeah, I know, but that's how you act. Not okay, necessarily how so you act. my thought is true love would be like, oh, well, she's being an ass right now because she really, really <laughs> feels, you know, at risk. There's a threat there. And I... 
I, I would think that like, you know, big hearted love, if it's a real true love, wouldn't take it personally. They would say something like, hey, relax, calm down. What you're thinking is not what's happening, okay? And then I'd be like, okay, defenses are down and I'm going to be a kitten in your lap because, <laughs> you know, now I'm not so scared. But, I mean, that wasn't, that's not at all what was happening with Dan. He sees her laying there. There is no vulnerability to him. Die. Come alive he again. is not vulnerable like, in the situation. He's not vulnerable I don't know. Every all. time I see this at that scene, I go, oh, that's a lot to take in one moment. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not an empathizer <laughs> to a fakey ass dude. I'm sorry. That's it. There was a test and he failed the test. I'm just happy Piper lived. Yes, I'm happy that. too. I'm happy too. And I realize, like, you know, our listeners might be like, damn, but seriously, like, for me, you cannot she make had a major outbreak in the for middle. bad it behavior. It really shocked me. In the I would also episode. like to say that yes. the writers were very good about the fact that she. She endured this alone and with her sisters, which I thought was very symbolic Mm -hmm. of things. Yeah, I do too. The other thing is, is that with Leo, when he's like, I'm going to go ahead and throw down mortal versus mortal. Woo. Uh That was, you know, that was great. But the conviction you saw in the way he was like, there is, you know, I've got nothing else to lose. I've already been clipped my wings. I've almost lost the love of my life. She wants a mortal dude. Fine. Now we're leveled up. It's a fair playing field. I think that's why he's like, epic. Like this is, I've done this. I almost lost. That's the thing, right? So Dan is not there. Dan is Doing what Dan is self-absorbed being a pouty baby. I, I did not give him permission or excuses like i'm still mad at him that he is not with her now so that's the thing like he where is he he's not there when his love supposedly love has survived this thing and he is nowhere to be found where we have leo who comes to her side and was like i'm fighting for you now not only that he was there every step of the way as much as he was able to be where just because you don't see it doesn't mean that you don't believe it and so she saw dan but you could question the depth of dan's love because it was freaking superficial because he was a box checker of like how to be a nice guy the nice guy for dummies he read the book Okay, and that's what he did. He was just emulating it, but he wasn't owning it. Whereas Leo, you know, I mean, poor guy. He's been like, I'm sorry. He got the short end of the stick when it comes to the perpetual breaker upper that Piper seems to be with him. (laughs) Okay, and he's still, he's still pursuing her. So anyway, that's why I have washed Mm -hmm. my hands with Dan. Sorry, you, where are you feeling with Leo now? Obviously, Team Leo. Team Leo. 100%. Okay. 100%. Yeah. I'm not crushing over him. Like, that's the thing is like, you know, Delicious Dan has his, he was like a trophy in and of itself, but you could really lose interest in the trophy when you see that he did not have staying power. I told you he had a shelf life. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Leo is constantly there. Right. And the constant love is what's going to... Right. What you're going right. to want. And that's why, friends, they say actions speak louder than words because True. he was self sacrificing, he was vigilant, oh, yeah. and I all mean, these he things. He really did screw himself over. Totally. To save her. Totally. But yet it wasn't like a thing. Like he didn't even dwell on it. And it was like, 
man, I'm not even like a like a white lighter anymore. I know. He's just like, well, this is what's happening. But hi, I'm here, and you're gonna have me around a lot. That says I'm a lot. Here. Yeah, that says a lot. When he was weighing consequences, I know. I love her face in the end too. When he mm-hmm. says it too, it's just neat. Yeah, that was really yeah. good. That was solid. So I was glad. I guess that's the bright side of the episode <laughs> is that. We got to, there was some self-revealing truths that came out in this episode. The the little, like, ninja dude, the <laughs> manifestation of, you know, if, the like, disease, the disease, yeah. yeah, was going to be, like, a life form. That little ninja dude, it was hilarious. Every time I saw those big eyes. <laughs> big and, eyes. When it opens, I mean, like, the sharps container yes. and his eyes open. Oh, my <laughs> God. It took away from, like, you know, the... I know, it does. The, the intensity of the episode. You're like, what? what? would you have done? What would you I have I thought it was done? a commercial break, like a Charmin ah, Ultra, you know? Like, okay, so instead of that... <laughs> Do you have an idea of how you would have done it? Like, how to get all these people infected with a disease being awake? Like, the that's basically it, right? They awake, awaken, they awake her, they awake the disease, and wakes him, who is now the disease. And so, and it goes in... I mean, he with his little needle <laughs> goes yeah. in and jacks everybody. But what would you have done to make the disease awake so that it infects all the other people? Well, she was coughing, and so I, I would have made it airborne. Airborne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas she he, was coughing. He comes in and says, "I've decided. You know, I've deducted it's not airborne." Yeah. So he walks in there, and he's like, "But nobody else had a coughing thing." I, you know, whatever. After surviving COVID, who uh, cares? <laughs> Been there, done that. Epidemic, schmepidemic. I know. Shmep- I know. You know. When you see this, you're like, oh, huh. <laughs> kind of feel. Especially when they quarantine the club, oh I was like, oh, kind of feels a little bit more true to life now. I after didn't going through a whole pandemic thing. I didn't see anybody taking Clorox wipe to bananas, so I just <laughs> feel like they took it. Should have taken it to that fruit. <laughs> no so I do it. see that Kiwana fruit in the supermarket every once in a while. And every time I see it, I'm like, dude, dude. Oh my like, God. Every, <laughs> it's like now a frightened fruit for me. And I'm assuming I'm not going to get bit by a bug, but like every little fruit fly. But every time I walk by that fruit, they have it sprouts. And I'm like, oh, there's that fruit. Oh my gosh. I was like, why does it look like a tomato on the inside? I've know, never seen that fruit. But it, it is. They sell it at sprouts. So mm-hmm. I've never tried one because I'm. <laughs> fruit I'm gonna try scarred it. Scarred me for life. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna hold my neck like do it. I know. Just, uh, just like don't start scratching. Crazy. It's gonna make me want to scratch if I look at that fruit. But they said mai tai, and I haven't had a mai tai oh, in forever. Mai tai. It's been like a long time. That I had was a really great mai tai and a tour bus after a rush show. Really? Best Mai Tai ever. That thing was strong, but it was so good. That was like my 21-year-old delight. Like I had, it was either vodka, cranberry, or Mai Tais. That's all I would order. Mai Tais. That was it. We should have Mai Tais sometime. Let's do that. I think they make them at the Tiki Bar. Really? We can get Mai Tais at the Tiki Bar. Let's try that. Let's do that. All right. Date night. Oh, hearts and stars there. Well, um... Oh, I was going to tell my story. So you were saying how, like, nurses at hospitals, and I was saying how, like, Mm -hmm. I had a really bad nurse experience at a hospital that time where I almost died. But I was in the hospital, and she was awful. Like, she... I think she was overworked, and so she just treated me like I was not a human. Like, she... And then she would tell me to smile more and tell me all this stuff. But it's like... It was the worst experience. What? Yeah. I, so I have some, like, nurse feelings about... 
Healthcare is very hard. It's okay? super hard. And, you know, I, I attribute like healthcare, like nurses to like teachers. Okay. You know, you really have to love what you do to do it well. For sure. And, you know, it could be very daunting and working with people could be very challenging. That's why you have to have a love for it. And, you know, healthcare, when people are sick, you know, that's not always the best conditions. However, if you find yourself where your heart is not in it anymore, I mean, just, I mean, it's just, it's such a powerful message to the people that are really needing that kind of extra love and care i mean yeah it's a really demanding job i get it but if you can't if you can't give that then i think the consequences are are worse right like it really i mean i don't know you just have to be sensitive i mean it's the hospital for a week i'm feeling awful i have no energy i'm just like not myself and she's just telling me how i never smile which is the funniest thing because i'm probably one of the people that (laughs) smile the most in this world and ironically her name was karen which Karen wasn't the thing that it is now. And so it's just funny to look back and think her name was Karen. But she but she was always there. And I'm like, oh, my God, why won't she ever leave? I think she just worked too many hours and it jaded her. And she just, like, took it out on her patients. And then I had this lovely night nurse that would come in and ask me how I was feeling. Like, he would be like, he would massage, like, my calves because I was laying oh, down sweetheart. so much. Oh, my goodness. And he would call the doctor in the middle of the night if any, like, that was the thing is I was having all the gas issues because they inflated mm-hmm. me. And then I was, like, in pain because it wouldn't get out of my system. And she did nothing. She just was told me I would have to be strong and get over it. And he called the doctor and got me a prescription at 3 a.m., gave me the prescription half an hour later, and it alleviated the pain in two minutes. And then, like, she, all she had to do was care enough to yeah, try something. But she was more concerned about looking at your pearly whites. <sighs> and that, I don't understand that. Like, why would you ask somebody to smile when they're in the hospital? Right? That, oh, my God. Don't you ever smile? That's literally what she said to me. Really? In I... the hospital as I was being walked to the bathroom because I was not allowed to pee alone. Oh, my God. I and she said, like... don't, why don't you ever smile? And I, I think I glared at her so hard. <laughs> I would have been like, and you've missed your calling as a dental hygienist. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are your, your credits transferable? <laughs> Maybe you should go with that way. Then you can teach you all you want. I swear. They'll smile. You'll see their mouth open all the time. Yeah. I have had one nurse story, but we cannot talk about it on the mic. Because oh, it is so, I mean, it's hilarious now. But at that moment... I will just preface, like, um, I was maybe, like, three hours postpartum having after having my first child and very unexplored territory for me. <laughs> so this nurse, obviously, obviously, she was a labor and delivery nurse for a long, long, long time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there was just a lot. There was just a lot. <laughs> but I can look back at it now and laugh. But at the moment... The look on my... I'll never forget the look on my face because all I could do is just look across the room like, is this really happening? I feel like this is <laughs> this such is... a story that's missing so much right now. We're all going to be like, um, hi, we need more. <laughs> There's, um... It's so funny, but it's just not something that you share on mic. So it's hilarious. It is... I think anything should be shared on mic. I don't know what you're thinking. You just can't. Oh, my God. It's just right, one fine. of those things. So funny. I'm going to be cracking up about it forever. Even when I'm like an old bitty. I'm just well, going to remember. you're going to tell me off, Mike, because I need to know the story now. <laughs> you can't not tell it at all. So funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, in summary... 
<laughs> Dan, we're done with you. Done, yes. we're done with Dan. Done, Dan. Dan is done. I'm trying to. <laughs> and, are we and whack Jack. We're finished with Jack. Dan. Is whack. Yeah. Is Jack no more. I could do like a like a '90s rap of all the guys lost and charmed. I'm gonna rap. That. I'm ready for this. At the end of the the whole entire series, okay. I am going. You're gonna have a lot to go through. I am going to. I'm going to. So much rap. to go. Oh, what did you think about Phoebe enrolling in college? Hmm. Oh, that was. Uh... Because weren't we just talking about how Phoebe has yeah. no direction? Yeah. Yeah. So she enrolls in college, and she's obviously, I think they're setting her up with working a lot with children because she's had some, uh, give nothing away. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Not I'm even. Sp- I'm just practicing my power and not mm-hmm. giving anything mm-hmm. away. Well, you've done a remarkable job because I didn't even get like an eye twitch, which... <laughs> I'm looking for an eye twitch. Um, but anyway, so it was fine. Okay. She's gone to college. I think she's going to work with kids. All right. Well, we got through this episode. <laughs> now I can breathe. Yeah, I'm so glad that Prue is done with Bucklands. That's yeah. not that's a... I think it ran, ran its course. Like, I think for at sure. that point you're just like, why? This is just not where she should be anymore. No. I'm excited for her to see what's coming up. I can't wait with to her. see. I don't know. There's a really good one coming. It's not the next episode, but. Well, for sure. Like, I'm still the next all one. about Team Prue. She's my favorite. Yeah, I know. She's a good one. <laughs> that I know. <laughs> so, um, with, you know, with the slate clean from uh, Dan and Jack, that means that we've got some new characters. Some availability for some new heartthrobs. Some availability. Yes. Well, I mean, yes. one, one's kind of coming back, but... Yes, but... Oh, about new. One is kind of... There's two singles ready to mingle. <laughs> She's not single. Who? Phoebe. Piper. Well, yeah, I know. Well, I was not. talking about Phoebe and okay. Prue. Okay. There are two singles. That's true. Know, but it's true. Yeah, no Piper is spoken for. <laughs> Doubly. Totally. <laughs> I, I just can't wait for this thing to end with Dan now. Because I just have such You're a... Like, oh, my God. Like, that's it. If, when I see this, I can't... Even if I showed you the baby episode again? Yeah, I'm really... Like, wow. forget it. You like, sure? I could, if I showed you that scene again... I don't know. You don't want I your mean, pillow like, I'm, case I'm bed spread anymore? Beaming. <laughs> <laughs> sure you don't want your bed spread? I'm going to have to cancel all the orders. Listen, temptation. <laughs> <laughs> I will not fall to temptation. That's why I'm eyes closed all right don't right. show me anything right now i'm just mad i'm just being all right i'm delighting in my anger take your anger with dan what a jerk and go into the next fine fine now i'm thinking about the scene with the baby <laughs> see i knew i'm like cavalling you know, I know. You're giddy now. there is a giddiness happening oh right my now. am i really this superficial oh my god i love that superficial i mm. mean that is pretty cute it's just cute. It's adorable. It's adorable. Look at me. I know. I see How you. How could I just... Oh, you my just, God. You just went straight what back just to it. What See? I knew. What just... It's the baby. It's not Dan. It's the it's baby. holding that baby. Oh, my gosh. It's... Well... <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Well, that was that. If only he were the stork. Oh, maybe he'll come back with wings. <laughs> As a stork. Dan the stork. That doesn't have alliteration, though. <laughs> I don't know if I like that one as much. All right. That's that one. Are we good? I think we're good. Good night, all. All right. Good night. Wait. The podcast is on the Anchor app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts as Charmed and Bubbly. Like, subscribe, and rate. Follow, like, and comment on our social media on Instagram as at Charmed and Bubbly Pod and our Twitter at Charmed underscore Bubbly. 
We know that Charmed has a huge fan base, so we would love all of you to share your thoughts and comments on our social media. Use it as your own forum to connect to fellow fans and tell us how these episodes affected you then and now.